Welcome to the International Teacher Podcast with your host, Greg, the single guy, and Matt, the family guy. We're recording episodes from around the globe to tell you about the best-kept secret in education. That's right, it's teaching overseas. We're glad to have you. Good afternoon, good evening, good night, ladies and gentlemen. This is the International Teacher Podcast. I am Matt, the family guy, and with me as always is... Greg, the single guy, and Kent, the cat guy. Oh, my God, Matt, it's three of us this time. This is the first initial one, Matt, with Kent. Uh, the listeners are in for a treat. You're going to be able to hear our first threesome together, and it will not uh, disappoint. I'll just say I'm that right a now. little nervous. Uh, this is my first threesome, so you guys treat me gently. I'm nervous talking about it that way. I think the listeners need to understand we're all in different buildings right now. <laughs> you know, just, just go with it and let's read off each other's cues, guys. It'll turn out great. 100%. <laughs> Today, uh, you know, it's uh, this is the first time we've actually all been on here at once because of life always going on with the three of us. There's always something going on. So Kent has been amazing and all the episodes he's stepped in. And when I've managed to be awake to record one, I've jumped in, too. And Greg's been the stalwart of the whole operation. So uh, some of the things we're going to talk about today is our birthday. And Greg, uh, we and Kent, we are celebrating the one-year anniversary of the International Teacher Podcast. This is a big deal. It's a huge what do you guys deal. Think of that? April second was well. We're recording a little bit later, but April second, we rolled out our very first one. We had no idea what podcasting was even about back then. And we've had how many countries now have we managed to leak into? Oh, let me look that up while you guys chat about something else. I'll do a quick look here on the computer. Okay. Um, Kent, and when I think about the number of downloads we have, we've actually hit the thousands. We are up over the 5,000 mark, I believe, at this point, which... Correct. For a few guys with just uh, a few minor tech um, tools and a dream, there's a lot to go on. And you know who we have to thank for that, though, Matt? Our listeners and my mom. Absolutely. All the people out there that uh, have actually gave us regular listening have given us a lot of good feedback. And uh, yeah, what a cool experience. I, I can honestly say I didn't think we'd ever do something like this. First of all, happy birthday to the podcast. It's lovely. I've enjoyed being a part of it. I'm happy to be here today. And I like to thank all the listeners and particularly the ones that have reached out and said a few words to us, well, except for a couple that have reached out and said a few things to us. But aside from that, I'd like to say we've even had a few listeners join us on the podcast. So it's been a great year. Yeah, absolutely. We've had a chance to talk to multiple teachers. We've had a chance to interview uh, an author. Greg and Kent, you guys have interviewed another author besides Andrew, correct? Did we? Well, I'm an author, well, Matt. I mean, I was going to say an we author. are interviewing. We're celebrating <coughs> an author right now. Greg, did you say you're an author? What do you mean? You want to tell us about? Wait a minute. What a year! So, you've you've not only launched and partaken in a successful podcast, but now you're a published author. Was that you were trying to say? Well, of course I am. Yes. No, I I have that book out, and I. You know what? The really cool thing is, I still don't know how many books I've sold. I think my mom's the only one that's bought a book besides Kent. Kent actually bought a book, but he hasn't written a review yet. It's called Finding the Right Fit, and then there's a subtitle in there. I forgot what it was, but it's a really nice book. It's on Amazon. You anybody can find it. Google my name, whatever, and you'll come up with International Teacher Podcast, but you'll also come up with that book, and I can't wait for people to read it, but I won't find out for another uh, month or so. Actually, another month or so. It should be uh, the print one comes out on April 15th from Amazon, so it's a good time that we're talking about it now. So it's, uh, yeah, but we also had the other author, right? Our millionaire expat um, episode was the one you were talking about, Matt, right? Yeah, Absolutely. And Greg, it's good that you put in a shameless plug for your book because we want people to check it out. Yeah, I don't really so like again, to talk I, a lot about myself and about things that I've done. <laughs> I just wanted to sell at least more than just my mom and, of course, Kent. So what did you think of the book, Kent? 
I love the book. I, uh, whether you're a first year teacher or a 20 year international teacher, this book is going to have something in it for you. I've enjoyed it and I am going to review it for Amazon and tell everyone what a great book it is. Didn't I include Greg, a story I about pers- Matt? I think I included some stories about Matt in there, right? About the sinking boat or was that, that was a different one. Maybe I didn't. Matt, I'm not sure if I included you in my book. I have to admit I'm okay that. with that. Yeah. I'm not, a, yeah, I'm not offended in the least. Okay. Definitely not. You'll be in a second uh, I book. will be reading, I will be reading and ordering the book. It's just, I cannot stand reading on Kindle. So that will be waiting for me when I get to the cabin this summer. No, you get a signed copy waiting for you when you get home that summer. You know, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, you and Kent both, along with my mom. She already stole one. All right, right, ladies and gentlemen, hit that that bookstore. It's the right fit. A Cinderella story of finding a school that works for you. And by the way, that Cinderella story includes 4,937 hits on our podcast. So people keep listening. Pass on this podcast to your friends. I know we've already hit... 85 countries, Matt and Kent, 85 Lister countries so far. And doing so, uh, the life you save could be your own. So please share. Is there a like button? If there's a like button for podcasts, hit the like button. Do it now. Hit the like button. I don't think there or is, Kent. I think that's like um, something I mean, else. Is there a heart? Oh, on Spotify. No, I think follow. Kent is right, but it's a heart. It's we a heart. It's a heart. Spotify. Hit the heart. Yeah, absolutely. Heart or now. follow. Absolutely. And follow build us on the podcatcher. Yeah, we can build an <laughs> army here, and then we can make a difference. So, okay, I got, I got to jump into a question about this, this whole podcasting thing. And Kent or Greg, I'll let either of you take this. What has been uh, something that's really surprised you about the whole process of from when you first jumped in to where we are now? What's something maybe that surprised you or you didn't expect when it comes to podcast, the podcast or podcasting? Oh, well, I'll jump in real fast. Uh, I'll say the number of coworkers and friends and people from all around the place saying, you know, you podcast, tell me more about that. People are interested. Many of our coworkers have become listeners or subscribers. And uh, I would say the level of interest of people who have come across our podcast has been pleasantly surprising. Well, I'll just jump in with that. I think it's all the listeners, Matt. I mean, watching, I remember when we had 20 downloads. I won't, I mean, I can't forget that. It was like the first two weeks I think we had it up because nobody knew we were there. In fact, we, I think we published two or three episodes within the first two weeks just because we recorded a couple. We recorded sure. each other. Remember that, Matt? I interviewed you, you interviewed yeah. me, and we had the intro one. And I think part of it is the amount of listeners that we have now that are starting to filter back and give us you know, shout outs back or, you know, asking to be on the show, which I hope more people do. And uh, yeah. can I can I read one one response that I just got? Yes, we just got yesterday. Can I read this on for you guys? Yeah, yeah, because we, we love it guys. when people actually take the time to write. It's awesome. Yeah, this is from Laura. She said, I listened to your podcast, took the jump, and now signed up to teach at... Colegio Maya in Guatemala City next year. This woman is going to Guatemala, and I think we had something to do with it, according to her. And she's asking us to do more about recruiting and what happens after you land the job. But you know what, Matt and and Kent, I think she has to be on the show. So Laura, you don't have a choice. You're going to have to reach out. We're going to we're going to be I'm going to be emailing you back and forth all the time asking you to come yeah. on our show so we can ask her the question. I mean, she can ask us the questions and we can give some good answers or find out some answers from other people, right? Yeah, the the questions she laid out were awesome because the just how organic they were and there a lot of it was just about okay i got the job but there's this whole nother kind of in limbo preparatory period that for some people can be extremely stressful and because you yeah you just if this is a new experience you have no idea what you've just gotten yourself into and for the most part it's all going to go great no matter what or at least you're going to have some great stories and some good life lessons to learn from it so either way you're playing with house money at this point true i'll tell you I never considered to talk about those things. 
Yeah, I think I'll tell it's a whole other podcast, and I'm not going to let Kent talk. It's just a whole other podcast that we need to get <laughs> Laura in there. And, you know, even if she doesn't want to be on the show, we will go over those things for her. But I think it would be much more exciting to have a guest on the show to ask us those pertinent questions. She has probably more, too, right? We can call yeah. in and answer all those questions. <clears throat> Kent, I'm sorry. Go ahead and, and, and say what you nope. wanted to say. I was just going to say, boys, you never forget your first time. I'll tell you what, I loved that letter that Laura wrote to us because it is full of all of the emotions that you feel when you get that first overseas job, that international yes. teaching job. It's like being on cloud nine. Now, at some point, you come down from the cloud, but uh, that <laughs> feeling of I'll be going to someplace which I have no idea what's going to happen, but the elation that goes with it, I couldn't be more excited. And it's uh, listeners and people who write in like that, that really I feel is the lifeblood of a podcast like this. So if, 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 so Laura, kudos to you. Thank you for writing and thank you for calling our attention to those limbo details. And uh, for those of you that are out there listening and you're still thinking about taking that jump, do it. Absolutely. And you know what? Every guest that we have, when we ask them, is there any final things you want to say? A lot of them say, jump right in and do it. Don't think twice. Don't overthink it. Take that leap off the edge and do it. You won't regret it. Right. Yeah. Well, we hope you won't regret it. We might want to seek legal counsel on that last comment, Greg. We need, some, we need some legal counsel. I, I might have to see a psychiatrist or something about that last one. Yeah, exactly. We here at the International With all the police podcast. stories, I wouldn't. Ima- I would imagine we've got a few lawyers on speed dial. <laughs> we can't afford them yet because we have to have like 10,000 downloads before we make 10 cents. <laughs> so if you're a lawyer and you're hearing this and you need a shout out, let us know. We'll be glad to add you as a ad hoc sponsor. And will be your first clients. Yes. Matt, you're all so, about uh, advertising, aren't you? I love it. I have one more thing to add to, Matt. I wanted yeah, to add one more please. thing. The other part of the listeners and the other thing that has wowed me in this last year is I never listened to podcasts before we started doing this. And I have to be honest with you, until till Kent came up to me one day and said, how do we? How do you do podcasting? And we got into it, and you and I had the idea. Magically, we just went on and started podcasting. But what I'm really amazed about is that that I have been listening to a lot more podcasting. Kent did before this, but I started to actually listen in on podcasts and I've been a guest on like at least 10 different podcasts that have nothing to do with ITP. And I've really reached out. Yes. And I've been going out. I told Kent about this. Uh, There's a guy in the United States that does a, a podcast called crying in my car. And it's, it's for teachers, right? It's like a teacher that goes out at lunchtime and sits in their car and cries because they've had it, right? And the oh, guy's a, man. Yeah, the guy's a great comedian, and he's actually quit teaching, and he's mainly a comedian now and does all this stand-up. But he's got a great podcast. It's very popular. And I reached out to him just out of the blue like a cold call saying, man, I'd love to be on your show. I, I don't know if people know about international teaching or not. And it worked yeah. out really well. So I had a nice short uh, episode with him and about, yeah, like I said, about 10 different episodes on 10 different podcasts, especially in the States. So I've been trying to beef up our sure. presence by being on other podcasts. And it's been a lot of fun. You know what? I've, I'd like to add that to my bucket list. I'd love to be on a podcast. I know that probably sounds vain as all get out, but. Like it'd be, I think it'd be cool. But the only thing is I have nothing discernible or intelligent to say. So that kind of disqualifies me from it. So maybe my lifetime goal will be to come up with something that would be interesting enough to be shared on a podcast. Oh, Not Kent. Listen, the to, listen, International to this, podcast. listen to the Listen <laughs> to this guy. This, this family guy knows more about sports and especially baseball than anybody I've ever met in my life. He can watch a commercial true, and he can tell you the name of every person sitting there on the bench whether it's baseball or women's like broom ball or something like that or it could be olympic knitting he would still know exactly who's sitting there on the bench as well as the people out on the field he could talk about you know now that you mentioned now that you mentioned bench man i gotta tell you this is totally off topic sure Uh, feel free to cut it out my dream job i have two dream jobs matt one of them is third string catcher and the other one is bench coach because no yes. matter what happens in the game, nobody ever says, we were going to win that game until that bench coach messed up. 
Nobody ever says it's a perfect job. Why do benches need coaches, Kent? You're just looking at the bench going, I want you to stay there. I need more wood. I need more wood. All right. Sit there. Sit bench. Don't get up. I don't get it. Why do benches need a coach? You know, the first base coach can get blamed, the third base coach, but nobody ever blames a bench coach, do they? Do they, Matt? Actually, when the uh, manager gets ejected, like, uh, for example, from a beanball and everybody gets out and fights on the yes. field and then the manager gets thrown out, then the bench coach takes over. So technically, you're not totally in the clear just yet. It's like Hoosiers, though, where the guy comes in and he's shaking. You know, he doesn't know what he's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a Perfect. bench coach in, in every sport? I mean, like, well, like swimming. Is there a bench coach? I'm g- probably going to go with yes. Really? Just I tell you what, think of think of any organization you've ever been a part of and Curling. ask yourself, did we have excessive administration as a part of our organization? And if the answer was yes, it probably applies from anywhere in the business world to the sporting world too. Heck, you've even you've even got people on a football field that have to hold the head coach back because he doesn't care enough to look down at the lines by his feet. Okay? I mean, there's right. just some things I won't do in life, and that job is one of them. And if you're one of those people, we love you here at the International Teacher Podcast. But I mean, come on. So, and listen, yeah. Kent, this is the guy that's talking. Here's Matt, the, Matt, the family guy, talking about being on someone else's podcast. And yet this guy could talk to anybody about any sport, anytime. And he knows more more than anybody else I know about these sports. So don't get me started, Matt. It's, we just need, I'll find you a podcast by tomorrow. I was going to say, if you're a podcaster and you're listening to this, reach out. Reach out to us and invite Matt on. Yeah, and I can talk about stuff other than sports. I'm I might not have hair, but I can do hair. I can talk hair products. Uh, you name Jimmy it. Buffett. Uh, yes, in all three songs, according to Kent. I believe he has. Doesn't he have an album called The Greatest Hit? See, ladies and gentlemen, our listeners need to know songs you know by heart, Kent. Songs you know by heart. Matt, the family guy, and I, Greg, the single guy, we have one thing especially in common besides our birthday on June 15th, but we also love Buffett. We are distinct Buffett fans. And Kent came on before the show, and he told us he was trying to talk about Jimmy Buffett being some billionaire and the fact he only has like two songs out. And we're about ready to reach through the, the camera and punch him. Both of us just, uh, we were floored by this comment. And and I tell you, Kent, you're not going to be on this podcast anymore if you do any more, any more of that. Now, this is going to be your only and last threesome if this keeps up. Oh, my first threesome is my last. Oh, it went so wrong. <laughs> well, it was a little rough. I don't know what to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah we wouldn't be the okay. first time. I got okay. I got another question then. So looking ahead to the next year. Hey Matt, what, wait. What would wait. you guys like? No, Matt, you got to answer the question. Uh, you have to answer your what? own question. Oh yeah. We're waiting we for your you. answer. What have you noticed, or what have you learned, or what's really wowed you over the last year of doing this podcast? This is going to sound silly, but just the fact that people actually listened. Well, I was just like, oh yeah, we'll do it. It'll be fun, and it, it's like a cute kindergarten art project and you're like oh what the heck is that and like for example i got an email from a buddy i grew up with i haven't talked to this guy in maybe a couple of decades and i got a random facebook message from him on how he was on a cross-country car trip and he had listened to like seven consecutive episodes and i was like dear god what (laughs) mental space are you in right now where you listen (laughs) To me and Greg wow. and Kent talk for seven straight hours. Was he held at gunpoint was... or something? I mean, seriously. <laughs> Must yeah. have been court ordered. Well, <laughs> I just was, I know I'm really thankful for that. I, I Cause it was awesome feedback, but I, it, mm. it was at that point where I was like, oh my God, people are actually listening to this. Perhaps we're entertaining. Not just full of information for people that want to go overseas or maybe we're just entertaining to people that are sitting back in the States going on a, Long yeah. trip. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh. you know what? There's there's one other thing, too, that uh, that oh, shoot. I forgot what I was going to say. Hold on a second. Just b- bear with me for a moment. I just had a momentary brain shut down. Um, there was another thing that surprised me in terms of the podcast was I didn't I didn't think people would be as interested in it. OK, so maybe it's because we're teachers or whatever. And it comes with the territory like I'm not. I don't want to flaunt things or boast about things or be considered a braggart. That's like one of my worst 
things ever. And so anytime the podcast has been mentioned, sorry, Greg and Ken, it hasn't been for me. And then all of a sudden people were like, well, Matt, you have a podcast. Tell them about it. And it was just like, I'm kind of downplay it. And people are like, you have a podcast. Tell us about the podcast. What is it about? And I'm like, you really want to hear about this? Like, wow. And so I guess I've learned I need to be a, to do a better job of talking about the, the work we've done here because it has been fun. It's been entertaining. And I think people have gotten a lot from it or they say they have. Well, that's the thing is that we've had to we I've had to learn how to be a little bit more forthcoming about it and sort of not bragging, but it's more like advertising. It's it's yeah. self-advertising, which I don't like. And we talked about that with my book. I don't want to. By the way, I wrote a book. No, I don't want to self-advertise. Right. Just joking. Kim. Am, am I the, the right only one fit. who I walk down the street the right and I just fit. advertise myself the right fit by Greg Lemoyne ordered on Amazon now? You know, I'll, if you turn the spotlight on, I will stand in it until they turn it off, boys. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're like the MC hey. at a at a major festival every morning, Kent. <laughs> you walk down the hallway and every teacher's like, oh, Kent's here. <laughs> you just you know got to be Kent? loud and not leave. It sounds like your school is the right fit for you. It is the right fit. Oh, is that what we're doing now, guys? Is that what we're going to do for now? Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. In all seriousness, oh. though, Matt, I have to agree with you. It's it's not easy to uh, talk about yourself. I don't necessarily like to brag. It feels like bragging, but advertising and talking about the fact, yes, I have an, a, a podcast I'm part of, and it's been a group sure. effort without you guys. I mean, all three of us have put a lot into this. It's a commitment to get together. We couldn't get together, the three of us, very easily. It, took, right. it takes a lot. And we all have our lives going on. So I agree with you, Matt. Let's move into your next question, Matt. And I totally threw you off and made you answer your own question, number one. No, but no. What was your that other was thought? What was your next thought, Matt? Well, my, my next thought or my next question? Okay, yeah, your next th- next question. Okay, well, I'm going to go to my next thought then. So, because it's... it's, Uh, Okay, one thing I didn't anticipate was in all of the, like in all the jobs to the, the, all the MLB jobs that I've been applying for, I've started putting the podcast in there because I tell in in the um, information that I submit for each of the jobs, I want them to get a better idea of maybe my personality and what I might be like. And so I've been putting the podcast into all of my applications too. So there's several major league teams that actually have our podcast information. I have no idea if they've actually listened and maybe that's why I haven't been hired yet. But anyway, uh, yeah. And it was a, we're going to be watching a a baseball game, Kent, and we're going to have, they're going to be the the sportscaster is going to be like, yes. And pitching next. No, wait, he's listening to the international teacher podcast episode right now. He'll be up in the next inning, hopefully after he puts down his headphones. (laughs) No, actually they're going to bring in the uh, Venezuelan lefty in the bottom of the eighth with two on because he is the right fit. For the situation. Oh. The right fit. Greg Lemoyne. <laughs> order now. Amazon.com. You guys are assholes. <laughs> oh, That's so funny. Oh, is that brutal? Brutal. Yeah, but we we are the right fit though for that. So okay. hey, so Matt, give us your radio voice. Now okay. let's be serious. Let's this say is you're great. Yeah, Matt, let's which, listen to Matt do a game real quick. Let's do a little episode which, here from... Which radio voice do you want to hear? Because we've got like an AM guy who's like 62 and is still doing classic rock. <laughs> oh, I or like are we that doing one. Like, yep. Or are we doing high octane uh, monster trucks? We'll save you the seat. Like, what are you looking for? Or are you just monster, looking for an announcer? Monster trucks. You know, I, the one the one I need is the, the midnight DJ who's just talking into the night. I want the laid back guy or the Dr. Johnny Fever. Give me either one of those. Or, or do you need Harry Carey? Yeah, I used to listen to that guy. And Did Bob Euchre is my favorite. I love Bob Euchre. Oh, Uker. Bob Euchre. Yes. Classic. You just said the magic Greg, words. do you know who Harry Carey is? I do yeah. remember Chicago Harry Carey, but I... Oh, okay. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Coming up to Bath. This is number 32. Uh, his name is Hector... Rod Wiggins, and he's <laughs> he's a, a designated hitter from Puerto Rico. 
Come on, Roger. I had I forgot his name already. Go, go Cubs. <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, yeah. poor Harry Carey. Oh, man. <laughs> We're going to get you the job yet, Matt. Just wait till they I'm listen sorry. to ITP. I love it. God. I had to listen to that. I am so sorry. That was that was brutal. But That was perfect. Yeah, it was the right fit for the situation. All right, right do Bob Uecker by Greg Lemoyne. Order now. I can't do Bob Uecker. I haven't listened to him enough, so I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. But then you got that that guy who's like, hey, it's 1.30 in the morning, and I've been drinking Red Bull since it was 5 p.m. this time. I'm in the studio by myself, and I've played the entire Loverboy collection from 10 p.m. to 12.30. Coming up at 2 o'clock, we're going to play an interview with Cher. Uh, from the uh, some music festival, and I don't know which one it is, but this is brought to you by your friends at Bob and Mildred's hometown grocery store. Uh, that's that would be like if I was at one thirty in the morning, just blabbing. That. I think it's perfect talking into the night. Yeah, I like I'm to take you deep into the night. <laughs> deep into this the night. This is one of those podcasts where the teachers overseas are going to be saying, oh my God, what is going <laughs> on? Who put these three onto a microphone? To be fair, it is April in the school year and uh, we're going to be like this for the next couple of months, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, it's insanity, man. Oh, you had insanity. to bring up work, didn't you? Yeah. All right, what's next on the list? What's next about podcasting we're going to talk about next? the buzz. Well, I was just going to talk about what do you guys want to see as we move into year two now that the International Teacher Podcast is going into uh, its first year. Uh, we've wrapped that up. What do you want year two to look like? What do you what are you going to forecast? What do you want to put out there? I'm going to make my first prediction. The International Teacher Podcast featuring Greg Lemoyne will be invited to a recruiting fair to have a panel discussion. Ooh. That's my prediction. That's yes. what you want. I will even pay my own way for that. You guys can get paid for it. I'll pay my own ticket. <laughs> I thought you were going to say love something that about YouTube or something, Kent. Well, I'm a big fan of YouTube. Well, you know what, Kent? And it'd be even better if it was like a Renaissance festival, too. So we could dress in the regal <laughs> of, of that time. <laughs> that would be amazing. And drink meat and do the podcast. I'm all on board I, with that. I am so I am not a Renaissance Fair kind of guy, but I can't think of a better type of a situation to do that in. It would be the right <laughs> fit for us. As opposed to just drink mead watching the game on a Sunday. Yes. Seems yes. to fit into the Renaissance Fair. Yes. I'm Absolutely. lost. Where does the Renaissance Fair fit into this? <laughs> I've lost track completely of our conversation. No, no. Kent was just saying how we're going to be part of a panel. And we get invited to do the podcast. I was like, hopefully it's like a panel at a Renaissance fair. That's that's a wonderful idea. I like, can I, yes. Let's let's do Oktoberfest <laughs> instead of Renaissance, though. Oh, my. <laughs> Live at Oktoberfest in Germany in, uh, in September and October? Yes. I could make that happen. I think yes. we should do that. We're going to have to make that the <laughs> next year's annual birthday party will be at Frulings Fest or at Oktoberfest, even though it's not a full year away from now. But for our next birthday, I will invite both of you to go with us. Yes. Well, we have we have a long weekend, actually, in September in Oktoberfest. Um, just putting that out there. into the. So universe. you're saying 72 hours of beer garden. And leader only if we have leader hosen. I will wear leader hosen around I, the I camp. Could, I will wear it anywhere. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm down. Um, yes. And I want a mug with the top on it that you press it and it comes open and then shuts. Yeah, I'm in. Oh, I'm going to well, go Kent, buy you and I are for both of you and coming back <laughs> in the summertime with Lederhosen to hold you to what you guys just promised. <laughs> yes. And can we play tubas and walk around town? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We are really going off the tracks today, people. So Kent is, let's go back to the question. So Kent, you are predicting that we're going to get invited to a panel and do a live recording. I am going to say that we will be we will be invited to a international teacher event to do a live recording of the podcast. That's, oh, that's my prediction for year two. That's going to be beautiful and it's going to get ugly. I love it. Mm, that describes the three of us. My prediction, I'd like to triple our listening downloads i'd like to triple over the next year if not quadruple i'd like it just to expand and just go off the rails and 
keep going every two every two weeks. I want to make sure we're publishing every two weeks, if not more. That would probably be interviews because we don't get together that often. But that's my forecast. Triple or quadruple sure. our listeners. I like that. I would just like to see us put out uh, a little more content in terms of real life experiences that we do. Like, let's say you, the three of us end up in September at Oktoberfest. I think that's part of it. People need to see besides just the teaching, it's all the fun, cool experiences you get to have. And the three of us running around Munich and what did you say? Lederhosen? We call it Lederhosen where I'm from. Um, <laughs> but I think when we push out more fun, relatable content like that, I think that would be cool too. Well, you know, Matt, of course, we have a history of inviting our guests to share police stories, and we always have ourselves. And if we do go to Oktoberfest together, the three of us, there would definitely be a few police stories, I would imagine, especially because of Kent. And uh, Maybe one involving all three of us. One involving yes. all three of us, of course. Yeah. So I have to agree with you. Who would holler on that one? Love it. Yeah. Okay. We're putting it in the books. So uh, September 2022, ladies and gentlemen, Greg Kent and Matt live from Munich. Germany is one of my favorite countries. One Love night Germany. only. Jawohl. One night only. Yeah, das ist gut. Yeah. Hm. <laughs> yeah hm. So here's a story for you, Kent. And I just want to share I, this with you. It, I Over the years, I have had a few times in Germany. And I did study the language for a while. And one time when uh, Matt and his family met me in Germany, when I was in Switzerland, they met me in Germany. And we had a good time together hanging out. Munich. And Munich. His, in Munich. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. And my favorite part of the story was just that his, his oldest son totally got into this word for, uh, what was it? It was ambulance. the word for ambulance. Do you know the word yes. for ambulance, Kent, in German? I do not. Matt, you, go well, ahead. Well, hold on, Greg. Before you do that, do you know the word for ambulance in Spanish? I thought it was ambulancia. See, si, ambulancia. Yeah, it sounds so. It sounds Greg, really romantic. What's the word for ambulance in German? Krankenwagen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. You can't. It was so much fun because we were walking around in Munich, and his son would just like reach out and be like, "Hey." What's the word for ambulance? He'd be like, Krankenwagen. And people would just be looking and give the old thumbs up and woohoo. Yeah. Germany was yeah. a good time. All right. We need to go back to Germany. All right. Count me I, in. And anybody that's going out to Germany, I, I am definitely envious of you. I have interviewed a couple times with German schools. And I thought it was great because I speak the language. I have family there. I have history there. And I was thinking, oh, I'm like, this is me. I'm, they're going to hire me. And they put me on top of this pile with 150 other people and never call me back. So I tell you, I have, I have failed with Germany. They don't want me anywhere near their country. I think I did something wrong back in the 80s when I was there. And they're holding it against me. I don't know, Matt. They just won't let me back in Ooh. there to teach. We know exactly what you did wrong, but we're not going to say it on the air. <laughs> well, yeah. The Stasi come after me again, right? <laughs> Um, so what was the, well, there's a famous band that came out of Germany in the late eighties. Um, I'd have to say David Hasselhoff. Oh, Scorpions. I think the, the Scorpions, Scorpions are German. Are German? If you go I to Oktoberfest, so. you'll think that John Maybe Austrians. Is. Uh, but yeah, Hasselhoff was big in Germany, but I think the Scorpions might be from Austria. No, the Scorpions oh. are definitely German. I'll have to look German. that one up. Falco was the other one, you guys. Rock Me Amadeus was big in the 80s. Oh, Remember that's that? a German band, Falco? Yeah, and there was another band. It was uh, What's Her Face that sang uh, 99 Luftballons, right? Nina, I oh, think her name that, was. That classic? Yeah. Yes, that's a great song. I'm sure there's <laughs> listeners out there that are big fans of the 80s. I live in the 80s still in music. Dun, I dun, love it. Bow, bow, bow. You got to really hit the bass on that other part, though. Just a oh yeah, brings back what memories, doesn't? And rock me up a yeah. dance, I'm a dance, I'm a dance. Rock me up a dance, I'm a dance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love it, Falco. Uh, yeah. So, uh, okay, so we we talked a little bit about the first birthday and our reflections and looking a year ahead. And uh, what do you guys want to cover next? Do you want to talk about your spring breaks at all and what went on there? Or 
What sure, we thinking? could hit spring break because, you know, as as uh, teachers overseas, we all have different kinds of spring breaks. You know, our Christmas one, we went over our Christmas episode. We weren't sure. all together, but I interviewed each of you about we talked about individually and put them all together into one podcast. Yeah, let's go with the, the spring break thing. Uh, Kent, what did you do for uh, your spring break? Well, two things. Uh, number one, I drove over to Bahrain, which is only about, what, 30, 40 minutes away from, from where we're at here, at least two of us. And um, uh, Bahrain is the labeled as the freest economy in the Middle East, meaning the most diversified and the most um, the the least amount of government control over the economy. And so it's uh, it's a good time. We went and had a great time. It's a small, very small. It's twenty six kilometers by forty kilometer island. And uh, it originally made its riches through uh, pearls and seafood, and it uh, doesn't have a lot of oil, but now it has mostly tourism. Great, uh, fun little place. Is Michael Jackson still there? Oh, wait, that's right. He's you know still. what? He Michael Jackson that, was in Bahrain. That's right. That? He was. A, he would go throughout Bahrain, and he was a star. They loved him. I think it was that time he held yeah. the baby over the balcony, he held the baby out, and then... Was that Bahrain? And then that, he, no, Bahrain, sent, he got sent to Bahrain. It was that little island that's right before Bahrain, but it's part of Bahrain, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Uh, the other thing is, uh, I'll be honest, boys, and this is another fact of, of uh, being a teacher, that I got roped into a little bit of work over the break. Generally, I don't work even on the days I'm supposed to. People who know me will know that. But uh, over the break, I got roped into a few days, and so I did a few days of work and then took a few days in Bahrain. It was a nice break. had a great time. Uh, my wife, uh, it was wife, my wife and I grand hurrah for the year as she was going back to the United States to take care of some of her business. So, uh, yeah, we had a great time. Bahrain is a good time. I love going there. The other thing about Bahrain, you guys remember, our listeners might not know or might know that we have a big naval base there. There's a big U.S. naval base. Oh, there is a at, naval base. Bahrain, that's right. Right? Maybe yes, not a big right. U.S. naval base, but there is a presence there, and a lot of the guys you run into are actually from Navy. That's right. And women, too. A lot of men and women in that base. That's right. Thank you to the armed forces who are hanging out, doing their thing in Bahrain. We sure appreciate y'all. Thank you for your service. That's for sure. I've been lucky enough. I got invited to play in several softball tournaments on the Navy base. And so once you clear that, I mean, security to get in obviously is, is tight. Uh, You have to be on a list. And in order to get on the list, the list will get you into the line. And then once you're on the list to get into the line, then you're, I won't go into the whole process, but anyway, it's tight getting in there. But once you're in, it's just like stepping into the U S it's crazy. Uh, Whether it be, I used to just love it because they had a taco bell. And I mean, do you really need another reason to want to get on a U.S. air base or army base or Navy base? Um, but I remember uh, the last tournament I played there, our last game we actually played, this was a uh, Labor Day tournament in the Middle East. So you can imagine what that was like. We had a 9.30 p.m. game and the heat index was 133 degrees. Wow. At, at night. At night. <laughs> At night, it was uh, ridiculous. And it was funny. I had my four-year-old son with, and he'd been with me the entire day, and he was totally fine. But the guys on the team and I were dying, 133 degrees. But love Bahrain. Bahrain's always a good time. Well, I'm going to pass on mine, Kent. I, you had a lot better time than I did. I just went to work. I just stayed. Uh, I had a staycation, basically, and uh, didn't go anywhere. I'm saving up for May when I'm going to go back to the good old uh, Wisconsin for a wedding. But uh, I'm going to pass the buck over to Matt, because I think Matt's got a few stories for us. We loaded up the old family truckster, and we drove from uh, the U.S. to, or from the U.S. (laughs) That's a long way. (laughs) 930 at night. That's the new causeway. Oh, boy. Uh, Uh, No, we drove from, we we drove there. But anyway, once we got in there, the road opens up, and you can drive 160 kilometers an hour, and it's a straight shot. So it took us about nine hours to get there. Uh, into Dubai? Yeah, to Dubai. We did the family stuff like Legoland, Legoland Water Park, which is always a good time. It, it was uh, just because it was the middle of the week, and there was no other people there. Literally, you could go on any ride you want as many times as you wanted. So, like, for example, my oldest and I, we went on the roller coaster, and we'd literally get off and we'd run around, go up the steps right back on before it had been sent out again. We did that like five, six times until the kids would get sick of riding that ride. And then we'd go on to the next thing. It was like that the entire day. 
So imagine going to Legoland with your family and having the place to yourself. There was maybe 50 people there. It was unbelievable. So it was great. It's a good time. Super easy to hang out. And then the uh, second day, my little guy celebrated his fifth birthday. So we went to, I checked off a bucket list item that day. We checked out Ski Dubai. If you've never heard of Ski Dubai or checked out Ski Dubai, it's indoor skiing on actual snow in the Middle East. And it did not disappoint. It's something I'd been wanting to do for probably the last 10, 12 years. And uh, I finally got a chance to do it. And it was... 10 times cooler than I thought it would be. So uh, inside or outside? Inside, 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 inside. And so we went in and we did this thing. They have penguins in there, obviously because of the snow. And so my little guy loves penguins. It was his fifth birthday. So we spent a little extra, a lot of extra money and we like got to pet emperor penguins and hang out with them and get our pictures taken with them. And they have penguins there. I had no idea they have penguins, they have penguins there. there. Are they in like a little pen? Do they have like a little swimming pool? They have like this giant penguin area. Petting zoo and they open penguins. It. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. And so they bring you to this area to sit down and they just bring the penguins in and they come waddling in and they just come and hang out by you. <laughs> I'd like to order an, an emperor, please. And I need one of those Argentinian ones, too. One of the cute little ones with the little yeah. butt tuxedo on. The floofy <laughs> things on top of the head, yeah. too. When we got in there... Um, my kids have never, my oldest saw like a melted chunk of ice in Germany, and that's the closest he's been to snow. So I didn't really take into account how excited my kids would be when they stepped in. It's legitimate snow. So you walk in and it's, what did they say? It was negative six degrees inside or something like that. Celsius and or Fahrenheit. Uh, yeah, Celsius. I don't know. So that would be what, 25 degrees Fahrenheit or something like that? Just under yeah. freezing. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have worn a sweatshirt. Hey, I was from an, and everybody else is bundled up like the, you know, an Inuit from Alaska. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and they immediately just went nuts and were rolling in it and tackling each other in it and snowballs. And I'm like, God, you guys are going to get us kicked out. We haven't even been in here 30 seconds. And, you know, you have the people that work there like, no, no throwing the snow is. And then the guy gets drilled by six snowballs and <laughs> they just went nuts. It was unbelievable. It was so much fun. And so uh, you just think, what kind of a ski hill can you put indoors? They had two, like they had a decent, what would be like a blue beginner's trail um, that you could ski down. They had a magic carpet, you know, the thing that you sit on and it takes you up for those that are learning. And then they actually had an expert run too, which it just was unbelievable. What kind of lifts do they have, Matt? Is there like a the couple rope runs? Is it just the, the burn rope? And then they have a T-bar they have two T-bars that go up the perimeter, the uh, on the perimeters, the sides, and then they have a super nice four-seater that goes up the middle, which is by far the nicest ski lift I've ever been on. It was comfortable. It was padded. You pull this bar down and just, it was relaxing. It was great. And uh, my uh, five-year-old and my seven-year-old twins all learned to ski in like minutes. They must be, I don't know if they're ski savants or what, because they grabbed them and took them away from the other kids. They're like, okay, you guys are ready to go on the hill. <laughs> so, you know, other kids are like still trying to stand up. And I look over, I see my five-year-old zipping down the hill by himself. I was like, well, that didn't take much. And so I took my oldest son, who's nine, and he did, he's never skied before. And I was like, well, let's, let's go up the chairlift. We'll teach you. And I mean, he rides a skateboard and he can, he can uh, you know, wakeboard and water ski. I was like, so how hard could this be? And literally he fell once on his first run. And then by run three, he's like, when do we get to go to the harder hill? And that was all she wrote. And he was a skier and he was just the look on his face was priceless because now he's like, I can't believe it. I'm a skier now. I was like, yeah, you, you are, you went way too fast for what I was comfortable for. And yeah, had to yell at him a couple of times to chill out. Um, But so we had an interesting thing happen. So we had skied. I skied with my nine-year-old the entire afternoon. It was great. And he, of course, is begging me, oh, just one more time, one more time, one more time. So after like 15, one more times, finally, I was like, okay, I'm done. I hadn't eaten all day. And he said, daddy, just let me go one time by myself. I know where to go. I'll meet you at the bottom of the hill. And you ever had this voice in your head that says, okay, don't do that. Stop. And then your body's like, yeah, I think I should do that. And your brain's like, no, I told you. So I was having that and I, my brain was like, do not let him go by himself. 
I was like, yeah, okay, you can do one more. I'm going to go put my skis away. And so uh, he jumped on, off he went on the chairlift. And a couple minutes later, I was just kind of standing there hanging out, waiting for him. And I heard this loud boom, this like a mini explosion. And I whipped around and looked at the ski lift machine thing. And all I saw were these flames and giant sparks come flying out of the top of it. Oh my gosh. And I was like, it's not supposed to happen. Like on a ski lift, what the heck, you know, what the heck is going on? And uh, next thing you know, you hear people, the people that work in there are yelling and screaming and it comes to a stop. And at that point I went into full dad panic mode because I was, I kind of did the math and I was like, he's going to be at the highest point at the farthest point from here. And so I sprinted out of there, I ran downstairs. I had to take off my ski boots and I had to trade them for some boot boots. And so I could run up the hill. Cause I was like, I don't know what the heck is going to go on here, but I, like, I don't know. The parent kicked over and somebody's like, why don't you take the T-bar? I was like, I don't know, like parent panic tunnel vision. I was like, just get to my kid. So I went downstairs and out by this time, all these people that work there come flying by me, which is never a great sign. And, you know, people are descending on this thing and running by. I put these boots on and I start going up the hill and security starts chasing me. They're like, you can't go up there. You can't go up there. I said, sir, I know you're trying to do your job, but I'm going to tell you what right now, my kid is up there by himself and you're going to have to shoot me with that gun on your hip right now. If you think that I'm not going up that hill. So I said, if you're going to shoot me, do it now. And I maybe put a couple of expletives in there, not necessarily directed at him or the emotion of the situation. But anyway, and he's like, okay, hang on a a second. So he grabs these two poor guys, these two poor um, like guys from the Philippines. Okay. That worked there. These guys aren't built for trekking up the snow. I mean, the Philippines is like hot, steamy weather. And I was like, okay, guys, let's go. And I go trekking up the hill. And a couple seconds later, I realized there's nobody with me. And I turn and look and they're about 70 yards behind me on the hill doubled over. Like, it's okay, sir. Uh, go without us, sir. Uh, uh, it's okay. Uh, we'll catch up. <laughs> we'll catch up to you. I was like, all right, guys. And so I go haul him butt up the hill and uh, I got to my son. And by this point, he's, you know, obviously crying and he's scared. And of course he was at the highest possible point. And I'm like, okay, the chairlift blew up. What in the crap? Are, like, are they going to lower a fireman out of the ceiling and like, push him off and land him in a safety net. Like what the heck is going to happen? What are they going to do? And so we sat there for probably another 15, 20 minutes and they must've had some manual override thing or something where they had to, and it just started moving incredibly slow. And then once that happened, um, he was able to get left off the drop at the top of the hill and gave me one of the longest hugs he's ever given me. Cause he was pretty freaked out. And so was I, so it was a happy dad moment. And he's like, okay, dad, I'll see you at the bottom. And then he grabs his poles, jumps in the skis and boom, he was gone. And I was just like, you turd, you know, you just spent 45 minutes consoling and comforting you. And he's Thanks, gone. Thanks, dad, bye. <laughs> uh, but he yeah. passed the Filipino, he passed the Filipino guys on the way down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they were pretty much in the same exact spot that I left him when I went down. They're like, oh, sir, you got your son. I was like, yeah, he's fine. We're good. Thanks. You guys go <laughs> down. Like, where is he? I was like, he went by about eight minutes ago. So he's down at the bottom of the hill waiting for me. So you know what? Uh, yeah. Worst case scenario, nobody got hurt in the folks. If anybody at Ski Dubai hears this, they handled it so well and they were on top of it. And, you know, I don't know what happened, but they shut it down, obviously, for safety reasons. And people just used the other portions of it. And as far as I know, everybody had a good day. But would I go to Ski Dubai again? Absolutely. We had a blast. So one of the cooler things that I've, I can say I've ever done. And I just wasn't expecting that. And then, yeah, the rest of the time we just hung out, swam in the pool. It was nice to have beer and, and, uh, UAE is a, a good place. People are awesome. And the weather in the middle East in March, you cannot beat it. It's fantastic for us and our vacation needs. It was the right fit. The right fit by Greg Lemoyne. Order now. <laughs> Amazon.com. Well, let me fit something in there. If you're talking about fits guys. Thank you. <laughs> I'll, I didn't have a, I don't have a spring break story, but your story, Matt, reminds me, and I always have to tell stories too, but let me tell you a quick story about skiing Middle East, because like you, I did not expect to see an indoor ski hill in the middle of the desert like it is in Dubai. It's fantastic. So here's my little, I'll, I'll whittle it down and tell a little bit faster than I usually tell it, but 
back in, I want to say 2004 or 2005, when I was teaching in Egypt. And my buddy Mooney and I decided to go to Beirut for the Christmas vacation. And we were only there for, for about sure. five days. And the yeah. last thing that I would ever think of, Matt, what do you think is the last thing I'd ever think I'd be doing on vacation in Beirut? Skiing. Yeah. Funny you should mention it. So we're sitting at our hotel and we're like asking the concierge, what should we do? You know, it's just the two of us. And the guy says, well, you could always go skiing. And I'm like, whatever, dude. I mean, seriously, what can we do in Beirut? And the guy's like, no, you can go skiing. And I said, are yeah. you kidding? And it turns out that they have the mountains above above Beirut. They have the mountain line that has all yeah. of the big pine trees, which are on their feature on cedar their flag. Trees. Cedar. Excuse me, cedar. Cedar. Thank you very much, cedar. You're welcome. So there's <laughs> this you, place called Faraya, and it's a ski resort in Beirut up in the mountains. It's about an hour by any normal car, and we figured, oh, we're real close. So we said, okay, the bus, we signed up for it. It's a day thing. So we said, why? Fine. We'll rent skis and we'll do everything else. Like, I don't have any ski, ski clothes. I don't have anything. I had a pair of jeans, a t-shirt, and a leather jacket and tennis shoes. I don't know. So anyway, Mooney had about the same. We meet the bus at 9 o'clock in the morning. It turns out it's not just a bus from our hotel to the ski lodge. It turned out to be a ski bus that goes around to every single other hotel that might take a skier up to the ski hill. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, long story short, we got up there by about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And <laughs> we had to go through a, a little bit of a army uh, checkpoint and bribes and all this other kind of stuff. But we get up to the hill and I am so excited about skiing in the in the middle of wintertime, which is I'm just a barely a two degrees above freezing up there. We're in the desert. You can see p patches of sand and a whole lot of snow. I see a chairlift. We got rental equipment. The guy said, how about this? How about this? And I'm like, I don't care, man. The guy wants us back to the bus by three o'clock. We have to rent skis and go skiing within two hours to get back to the bus. Sure. So I grabbed what I'm like, whatever. I stepped in a pair of boots and a skis. I don't know if they even fit. No gloves, nothing. Give me two poles. Fine. Not even matching poles. Two different skis. Boom. We're in line in 10 minutes. The problem is we're, we're all in this huge rush and we get there and we get in line and there are women in abayas without skis standing in front of us in line. Now, Kent, ask me why they were standing there in line. Why were they standing there in line? Because in the Middle East, there's not a whole lot of skiing, and everybody wanted to go have tea at the top of the mountain. So there's a ski lodge at the top where the, the main chairlift goes up, and then there's another chairlift that goes off to the right. So there are two main chairlifts. That's it. But everybody, all these families are lined up trying to get up there to go to the top and have tea. So I'm waiting. And if you have people on foot, it's not a really fast chairlift either because it has to slow down all the way for the little lady in the abaya to sit down, or four ladies to sit down on the bench. They're not just sliding on with a pair of skis, right? So it doesn't just slow down. It slows down all the way and stops. So we had two runs, I think. We got to the top. I remember we went around to the left, and Paul just, just poof, he just shoots down the hill. There's this V, and it's like it goes off in two directions, and he went right through the middle. He just goes flying through the middle, and he lands, and it's a total garage sale. His skis are all over the place. <laughs> it was fantastic to watch. Uh, we had a great time skiing, and, that, and we're done at 3 o'clock. And I tell you what, I didn't want to fall at all. I didn't want to do a garage sale myself because there are patches of sand and rocks because it was melting. It was just above freezing. So the sun's out. Sure. I, I'll never forget seeing people going down the chairlift, right? Because the women are getting off the chairlift down at the bottom after having their tea at the top. That's my story, man. Skiing in Beirut was the weirdest. It was the most, I almost want to say, transcendental experience. It was just so weird to be skiing in Beirut of all places. Can you imagine your kids yeah. having that dis that discussion later on? They'll be Minnesota, they'll be in Michigan, wherever, skiing in Colorado when they're older. Sure. And they have that discussion about when they first learned how to ski. And one of your sons yeah. will be like, yeah, I learned in Dubai. <laughs> yeah. Someone else is going to be like, what? Dubai. 
We're talking about going actually skiing in in uh, out by Beirut at Christmas next year. So fantastic! Yeah, I think we're it's. I have some Lebanese friends here. We're telling me about it, and they're like, "Yeah, it's awesome. It's great. It's cheap. It's an hour and a half out of the city. You got to do it. It's worth it." I do have one one question, Greg. I have one answer. Yeah, your ski boots were they the right fit? The right fit by Greg Lemoyne. <laughs> Get your copy now. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. You're amazing. I'll take that as a yes. Yeah. I how, love it. how long have we been talking? I feel like we've been talking for an hour and a half. We have it's been online half, yes. for an hour and a half. We've only recorded about an hour of that. So we're getting close. Kent, do you have anything to add? Uh, any more stories or anything before we... We're not doing cop stories uh, oh, this time. We're doing ski stories. Oh, I was stories. in Scotland. Well, listen, I was in Scotland during one of our breaks in October. <laughs> that's golfing that's golfing kid. we go up uh you know we start at the bottom of the hill and it's a 75 degree beautiful day i hate chairlifts i hate heights when you told me your boy was stuck on that chair i'm like oh god just kill me now because i couldn't i couldn't handle yeah. it my wife wants to go up we're with the tour group everyone else is going up so i get on the chair and ride up we're not skiing we're just riding up to have tea with all those ladies in Obias. and uh uh, by the time we get halfway up, it turns into a storm. It clouds up like a Stephen King movie, and it starts hailing on us. It's windy. I got I got shorts and Birkenstocks on because it was summer at the bottom of the hill. So uh, needless to say, I was scared and miserable and cold. Uh, but the whiskey at the top of the hill did make it better. Sounds like a true Scottish experience. <laughs> I love Scotland. Go back in a heartbeat. Yeah. But oh, I would love to go. I hate, uh, I hate heights. I hate chairlifts. I like the way you weave all those stories together. You did a nice weaving there. You know, experts say it's not the that you're you're you're. It's not the fear of falling. It's the fear of the of, of wanting to jump. I think is what really scares people. I thought it was a fear of the landing. No, I, <laughs> the fear of the falling. I think is substantial enough. The, the falling yeah. is okay. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like falling. I just don't want to land. And that, that was Scotland, you said. That was Scotland. Because the first thing I thought, you know, was not like ski story. You're talking Scotland. Like, really, they must have skiing there. Do they have skiing there? If they got a chairlift, it must. Ski. I mean, well, it was, they this don't was, have uh, to have skiing with a chairlift. I mean, just take you know Beirut. They don't it just must ski have it. skiing. It's tea time. It must. <laughs> If you're from Scotland and you're listening to this, we need your help. We need you. We to need your in. help. Is there skiing right in. in Scotland? When Matt does the Scottish accent, it sounds like that little Scottish guy that, that golfs with Bugs Bunny in that episode where they're on the golf course together. It sounds so funny and so much alike. I've never seen that. I'm going to check that out. What's You know, it's funny. My current class, I have three Scottish kids in there. Technically, I have I two it. Scottish kids, and then I have one who denounces Scotland <laughs> and says he's from the UK. And the others wow. are like... You're Scottish and you know it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it gets into this go-between... Don't be a right numpty. And they just go after each other. And I'm like, I'll allow this. Because it's just entertaining, entertainment. to watch. Yeah, so. middle school entertainment. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, you want to be entertained. You need Scottish kids in your class. They are the, oh, I love it. That's so. fantastic. Well, that's one of the great things about our schools here, right? 45 different countries. You never know what you're going to get. It's never awesome. You're going to get. Yeah, it's the best, man. So Scottish kids, Irish kids, if you're listening to this episode, you need to get some Irish kids or some Scottish kids in your classroom, right? You have to. I haven't had them in a while, but at least not with the accents in a while. All right, gentlemen, should we wrap this one up and let our listeners uh, get about go on about their day? I think it's time. Are you going to do a little bit of advertising to leave us with, Matt? I just don't know if it's the right fit to do at the this right moment. The right fit by Greg uh, Lemoyne. I'm sure we could Order fit. Amazon.com. <laughs> All right, guys. I think we need to wrap this up. Then. <laughs> Order yours today. Thank you for listening to this crazy episode. Don't forget to buy your book on Amazon and go skiing in Dubai and go hang out in Bahrain someday with the Navy guys and Kent. And, and definitely wife, check out Beirut and the ski scene there, too. And go skiing in Beirut. So I'd like to thank Matt and Kent. We've had a great time. So Kent the Cat Guy, thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure. And Greg, absolutely. The this was guy the best and- birthday threesome I've ever been a part of. Thanks, guys. <laughs> this was Matt, awesome. It's my first, so I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> 
All right, we'll see you all right. next episode, right? Matt, give us away. Yeah, if you want to hit us up and give us a shout to us at internationalteacherpodcast at gmail.com. Or we're also on the Instagram at ITPexpats. We would love to hear anything you have to say. And this is Matt the Family Guy signing off. Cat the Cat Guy. And Greg the Single Guy. See you next episode. Thank you, guys. Take care, everybody. Nice job, boys. Yeah.